I just lost like ten thousand dollars. Right, right. You could go rent someplace else, go to a hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Welcome to the Backyards of Key West podcast with your host, Mark Barato. All right, so this is the Backyards of Key West podcast, and this is a first for me. Normally, I go to people's businesses, I talk to them. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of like in their trench. But here, I'm like pulling up right on Eaton Street. I'm looking, I'm seeing, this is the Calvin Klein residence, right? Oh, you didn't know that? No, I knew, but I'm just thinking that. (laughs) And I am sitting outside by the pool in this, this amazing man's backyard, uh, and it is just incredible. This is the quintessential reason why I started the Backyards of Key West Instagram account, because not only is the house amazing from the front, but then you walk out and it's just spectacular in this backyard, the pool, the outside lounging area, a little fountain, orchids everywhere. It's just amazing. So now that you're jealous by hearing the backdrop of where I am, I want to introduce our guest for today, which is Rich Pesci, not not Pesh like Zupa Pesh, but Pesci, um, and he has a number of different businesses down here. We connected on Instagram, and I really wanted to talk to him because this podcast is really about uh, Key West, the people that are making it happen, the businesses that are down here, why people come down here, all these great questions that I that that I think are great, and I hopefully you guys think are great too. So why don't we start off? Give me a little background on. On your current business, it could be the one because I know you're also from New York. So your your main business, and then we could talk about the businesses down here. Okay, so my main business in New York is construction management. We basically only work in in Manhattan, and we manage um, all types of construction, new construction, renovation projects, and we also self perform construction as well. And uh, is it primarily the the New York State area, or are you branched out besides Key West and other places? Um, no, it's specifically in Manhattan alone, wow. not even in the state, just in the city of Manhattan. Wow. So uh, are you renovating small rises, or how is that? Uh, I started out doing um, like six-story mm-hmm. elevator-type buildings, new construction, mm-hmm. and then I started building up, and my tallest building was like 12 stories. Wow. And then the market changed in like 2008, 2009. Sorry to interrupt, but when did you start doing that business? Um, my bus- We opened up my business in 2001. Okay. And then um, I got some experience in so the So before city. September 11th? Before September wow. 11th. <sighs> yeah. Um, and we, now that you bring up September 11th, we were actually building a building and we were on the roof finishing off the building and we saw everything because- oh, wow. Uh, in the location we were, the zoning, all the buildings were low right. until that financial district where you see all the tall buildings. Yes. So we had a straight shot, and uh, we they were actually calling over the radio for any skilled labor wow. at the moment, and we sent like our guys down there, Wow! and they chose only a few and then sent the rest of the guys away. It was very unorganized, but 
everybody was yeah the whole the whole city was was under turmoil crazy crazy yeah i mean being in new york myself it's like i get chills even just thinking about that i I mean everybody remembers exactly where they were but you were right there seeing it firsthand and your some of your guys went there well we all went down there to (sighs) to volunteer and we were there like hours after it happened and it was like a movie set yeah there was city buses that were just crushed and cabs crushed fire trucks crushed you know two feet of like um of dust which looked like snow like yeah. you were going through ashes yeah. like two feet of ashes in yeah. your knees it was a really wild scenario when you know seeing it firsthand yeah so you started your business you're all excited to get to get into this business right. and then all of a sudden September 11th hits so then how did this affect your business cuz i want people to understand that some some people give up when that happens other people dive head first so what did you see? Did you see opportunity? Um, tell me about that. Yeah, so I lived in Manhattan when it happened, and everything below 14th Street was shut down by the military police. Yeah. So no cars. You can only walk. And if you were allowed past 14th Street, you had to show ID that you lived there. Right. So it was everything died as far as business was concerned. Yeah. Unless you had business north of 14th Street. Most of my business was concentrated down in East Village. And West Village and Central Village, so everything was shut down. Yeah. So, um, but in in everybody knows in Manhattan, like it is like the financial capital of the world. Yeah. How do you shut down Wall Street? Yeah. I mean, and um, and real estate is you know it's yeah. the highest real estate in the world. So everybody knew it was going to come back. It was just a matter of when, and everybody was really more focused on helping people and helping you know people who lost family friends i mean everybody i lost a dear friend of mine in in 9-11 so really wasn't like you know where are we going to get business next it was more let's regroup how do we help how do we volunteer what can we do you know everybody was like angry and mixed emotions but um you know we made it through and it's bigger and obviously better than ever of course Um, like typical new york yeah typical new york so um it was a, it was a crazy time. Yeah. So for your business, um, when you, when it did when things started to settle down, were you getting better deals on projects? Um, you know, it wasn't like there was a lot of all of a sudden a lot of things for sale, but a lot of people moved out of specifically Battery Park City, which is uh, down by Wall Street, right. the financial. I mean, the um, residential district yes. by the financial district. So uh, what the city was doing was like offering, you know, six months rent free. Right. I remember stuff. great deals yeah. if you were going to go back into Correct. to Wall and Street there, area. And- wasn't really many um, business opportunities, so to speak, in my business anyway. Right. You know, there was a lot of rebuilding, but it was done by uh, the, the city, city yeah. and the city would hire uh, union companies because right. it was all televised yeah and were non-union companies so mm. it wasn't something that really okay so you you had to hustle and do your own thing yeah. to basically build your business which clearly is a successful business and then we could fast forward to how did you end up in key west did you come here to visit and then we can start gearing into that part of the story right. so when i was i want to say 12 13 years old my dad came down <clears throat> with a friend and we stayed at the casa marina wow and it wasn't, it was the Marriott at the time. Uh-huh. It wasn't what it is today. And there was a project under construction called 1800 Atlantic, mm-hmm. the condos. Um, it was on uh, under construction. My dad bought a condo off the plan, off mm-hmm. the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Like they a were, pre-construction. Yeah, they were offering. Yeah. So he purchased that. 
And, you know, I loved it. I was 12 years old and I was like, my dad was doing his own thing. He was remarried, had his girlfriend. Right. I was by myself pretty much right. just Key roaming West. through Key West. Right. And I was just amazed. And you, I, you grew up in New York City? I grew up in the suburbs in Long Island. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, you know, typically if when you're growing up in New York City, those kids grow up even faster. So like being left to your own oh, demise yeah, no is problem. like no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the city, you know, my friends and I were in the city all the time. Right. So, so like do your yeah, own thing. It I, was like if you could survive that, you could survive. It was something that I wanted to do anyway. I was like, oh my God, this is great. So yeah. I just kind of um, rented a bicycle and just kind of. Did you sneak in any bars? Did they let you in any bars? Uh, I don't think I went to any bars. Okay. No, I don't think I did. <laughs> now, come, you know, I would do it. Uh, right. Then I wasn't thinking about that. Right. You were a good kid. But, um, but I, I looked around and I was so um, enthused with the architecture mm. and the vibe. Yeah. For me at 12 years old, I yeah. was just like, like I really absorbed it. And then periodically through the years, I would come back with my dad visiting and then uh, eventually into the condominium that he purchased right. once it opened. And um, fast forward, you know, was that condo was in our family for years and my father passed away in 1997. Mm -hmm. So my stepmother sold the condo right so we had no reason to be here anymore my dad wasn't here it wasn't the same yeah and then i purchased my own condo in 1800 atlantic um maybe six years later right and i did it really for an investment and also um to come yeah there was some nostalgia too for you yeah. coming here especially there as well like, you your father and the times you were here and yeah. kind of growing up a little bit here on those vacations and it's kind of it's kind of uh, interesting because I, I knew what he purchased the, the apartment off the plan for. Yeah. So he paid $225,000 for the right. same exact unit because most of them are the same layout, just different views. His was on the second floor. This one was on the fourth floor and it was, you know, however many years later. Right. And I got uh, mine on a short sale. Mm -hmm. So I paid like $335,000. Right. And that was it. a deal, but compared that was to. A crazy deal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was. Mine was a penthouse unit, fully furnished. Yeah. It was renovated. Wow. You know, so it was a really good deal. So I kept that and I, I was renting it and I was doing it on my own through VRBO. Uh -huh. And I was doing really well with it. And then um and then I was going down myself, right, hanging out, having fun. And then another one came up available and it was top price. Mm -hmm. It was no deal at all. But mm -hmm. it was it had a transient license, mm -hmm. which I've learned you to, want. I learned <laughs> and to know value. how valuable it was. Yeah. I didn't know at the time because, you know, I'm just learning the whole system down here. Right. So it was an oceanfront condo um, with transient license. And I purchased it, I think, for, I want to say, eight seventy five. dollars Wow. At the time, so you're like, holy cow. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy. But I rented it out. I mean, it was fully booked all the time. Yeah. So I made, you know, I, I kept it for two years and then. Uh, we would come down with family and we'd have two condos at the same time. So right. it was a lot of fun. And then I just said, you know, I, I'd love to own like a motel, just a little, there's yeah. these little motels. Right. There's so many boutiques here, right? Yeah. That are just and they were like, I, caught, I saw a couple that were like six rooms. So I, I looked online, I saw an ad and I answered the ad and it, it was an old ad. So the gentleman said, the broker, you know, what are you looking for? And I told him, you know, I'm kind of looking for something I can remotely manage from yeah. New York. But I, I definitely want to get into this business because I saw how well I was doing on a small apartment. And when you when you contacted him, did you let him understand that you were somewhat in this business? Like you weren't some newbie getting into I mean, you may have been new to the hotel business, but you were in the construction business, or did you hold that as like a 
Nice. Uh, no, I, I told him that I owned at 1800 Atlantic yeah. and I rented through VRBO. So he kind of got the gist of what I was yeah. looking to do. Right. So really, at first, my, my whole my whole direction was wrong because he was like, how are you going to operate a, a motel? You're going to have to have staff. Yeah. You're going to have to have, you know, cleaning people, general manager. Right. And, and, and a slush fund for things. And, and then who, but who, who, what are you going to do if somebody calls in sick? It's like, you, you got to be here. Yeah. So again, I didn't really think of those things. So he found a unique buying opportunity for me that was off the market. That was from, um, clients of his who owned, um, five or six bed and breakfast down here. So they mm. had this house, 824 Fleming, a beautiful, beautiful house, Victorian style. I want right. to say, uh, porch on the top, porch on the bottom, uh, built in the 1800s and it had transient licenses because it used to be a bed and back breakfast. Right. They didn't operate it as a bed and breakfast. They operated it as a single family home. And what they would do is they would send their, um, their people down, uh, more, more of their executives down from uh, Ohio. That's where they're based out of as a, as just like a retreat home, mm-hmm. like a bonus. Hey, you know, take your wife and kids right. down for the weekend. And they found it really wasn't working for them because, it was a seven bedroom house and most of the time people only needed three bedrooms. Right. So then they would send other employees at the same time. And it was kind of weird that yeah. they were forced to be with each other's family. So it really didn't work for them. So they wanted to sell it only mm-hmm. a year after they purchased it. So I came in and I, we, we made an agreement and I purchased it and come to find out it had transient licenses, but they, they were different transient licenses. They were transient licenses with rogo credits. Okay. I don't know if you know what that no, is. No, what is that? So there's two different types. There's a regular transit li- transient license, which means that you can transfer that transient license to an operator who already has transient licenses on that property. Mm-hmm. The rogo credits means that you can transfer that license to any type of property as long as it's in, it's in the receiver zone. Mm-hmm. So these made them much more valuable than I think everybody knew. Right. And a transient license means that you could rent it out daily if you Correct, want. Like a compared hotel. to a monthly, which is right. other homes. Correct. Yeah. So it, they became more valuable than expected because mm-hmm. it had what they call the Rogo credits. Um, so it has five um, licenses, wow. Rogo credit licenses, because there was five rooms that were at one point in, in business and in operation. I currently operated as a single family home and I hired a, um, vacation manager, mm-hmm. a broker, so to speak. Right. That handles that vacations. handles all the vacation right. renters. They do a wonderful job. It's vacation homes of Key West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. Um, and they do a great job, as I said, and it's fully booked. And what was happening was we were coming down as a family a few times a year and we would come down and pretty much the high season like everybody else because right. the kids are off from school. Exactly. So Let's like, come down for Christmas. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> so everybody, my kids, they're loving everything. I'm sitting back on, wait a minute. I just lost like $10,000. Right, right. You could go rent <laughs> someplace else, go to a hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? So yeah. then I realized that it was, you know, a really good business to just leave alone. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, an old friend of mine from Key West who uh, was taking care of this property here, told me that the, the seller was looking to sell and before it went on market, you should come look at it. And I came and at the one we're sitting in, at right the now, one yeah. we're sitting in right now. And, uh, I made an off market deal with that one as well. Wow. Which tend to be the best because there's no competition. Of course. There's no of course. Bidding war. And depending on someone, if, if this house would have went up for sale, 
and they marketed it correctly, as yeah. you know. Yeah. They went, oh, Calvin Klein's house. Oh, yeah. This house. Bidding war for bidding sure. Bidding war because people just wanted the history of the house. Yes. So I was able to side skirt that whole yeah. process, which I think was a very valuable thing. Yeah, for sure. And then we did some some upgrades, and, and now this is the house that we come to when we stay, and we let A24 Fleming just rent. Right. Um, so you kind of figure factor that in also right. to offset the cost of this house. So without giving numbers, does one cover the cost of both? Um, not quite, not but quite. almost, uh, well, if I didn't have a, if I didn't have a management company, right, it would. So just, just on, on rental income, it does. Oh, and then, yeah, correct. then you have but to pay, pay staff commission. and everything, right, of course, commit, which, which only makes it easy for me. So I can operate my primary business of course, in New York. Of course. When I do move down here at one point, I'll, I'll take that over and yeah. you know, have that income for myself. Of course. Of course. But that's amazing that two, cause I know that other house too, two spectacular homes. And that's what I, I tell people about what they don't understand about Key West is the, the rental market is so if it's the right house and it's marketed correctly is so strong down here especially in season and if you have a transient license the amount of money you can get in season per week yeah. is is ridiculous yeah, especially is, if it's a large home yeah because people come down with multiple families and split the cost yeah it makes sense yeah. it's more difficult to spend twenty thousand dollars when it's a family of three where if you can have like three families right. it's a lot easier to swallow that pill and also cook yeah. And not have to go out to dinner or right, lunch right, or right. breakfast every single, you know. Opposite. Yeah. And location, like walking distance to yeah. everything, that saves a lot too. Yeah. Because then you're like, you know, what do I want to have to get to rent a car or, or rent scooters or something like that. And if you have a couple of kids, it's easy because you could just walk everywhere. Right. And I think that people also want to really get a feel for the island and feel like they're living here. Oh, yeah. So I think that's also a, a very big attraction yeah i mean when i when my family and i because we came down here a lot because we were living in miami and when we decided this is a place for us we're like we're gonna go rent so we went on Catherine street right down there like one block from duval and more of the quiet area and we rented for a whole month there and it was funny because we were looking at oh maybe we'll just do a couple weeks two weeks but the two-week cost was the same as a 30-day cost because right. they didn't have the transit, the transit uh, license. Uh, right, so that's right, that right, was their right. way of being like competitive. Yeah. But it was awesome. I and mean, we came in August because we wanted to feel the heat and everything. But being in Old Town, being so close to everything, being able to walk, that's what made us fall in love with the whole island, made us fall in love with the people and everything that's here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we Coming from 1800 Atlantic, it's all the way pretty much on the other side of the island, yeah. So, which had its benefits as well. If you want to right. escape the hustle bustle, you know, your seven-minute cab right away. Um, but this is, you, you definitely feel the island. You're, you're more uh, in tune, I think, with the whole vibe when you're when Yeah, you're and time. as a fellow New Yorker, it's like the walking here is spectacular. Yeah. So if you're in this area, you can just walk everywhere. Right. Even in the heat, you just get used yeah. to it. You can just walk pretty much most of Old Town just to enjoy the homes, just to see the side streets and get coffee and get food and right, everything. So right. you can go to the beach on one side, you can do sunset on the other from this location. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. We, we fell in love with the location. Um, so you're, you have the, the homes that you're renting out. What, how do we now get into the inn? Cause you know, it's a little bit more of an undertaking. So, um, I had, found a house also on Fleming, which we, before we bought this house, we really, and we still do, we really love Fleming Street. Yeah. Great block. Mm -hmm. um, not so busy. Right. Nice neighborhood. Nice neighborhood. And I saw um, the artist house mm -hmm. on Fleming went up, was up for sale. Yeah. And I contacted them. I, I negotiated with the, with the selling broker and I, and I thought that I negotiated a very good deal. 
uh, again, I realized, wait a minute, how am I going to run this? This is a full, full operational hotel bed and breakfast type scenario. Right. Um, so I contacted the people I bought the home from, 824 Fleming, mm -hmm. who have a hotel group and a hotel presence down here. They own Alligator and the Mermaid, mm. West Winds, Island City House. Nice. Um, Azul, I yeah, think. Yeah, great names. And another, maybe I'm missing one or two. Um, so I contacted them and said, hey, you know, I'm in contract to purchase the artist house. Gave them all the specs on it. Uh, maybe you guys want to go partners. Well, actually, when I first started, I asked them if they would just manage it for me. Right. And they weren't interested in just managing it for me because they only manage their, their own, their properties. own properties. So further negotiations, they agreed to uh, come in 50-50 partner. Nice. And um, we closed. And he was amazed on what a great deal it was. Yeah. And like, how come I didn't know about this? You know, right. I own this many right. properties. They should and, be knocking on their door. Yeah. And so uh, that's what's great about Key West. It's like you know, restaurants pop up that no one knows or yeah. businesses pop up that no one knows or a house comes for sale. Yeah, Marketing and, is different down here. Yeah. I find that it is in other parts and other cities because it's like some, some businesses don't have social media accounts. Most still rely on print because down here, the flyer business, the print business is big, especially when tourists come into town because they want to get that magazine. They want to get that booklet and stuff like that. They're not really like looking on social as much, but some of the other companies that I'd started to work with down here, once we get them on and do a social presence with them, it's like gangbusters because it's so easy because it's like starting in the early 2000s on, on social down here. So right. it's great. You know, there's a lot of opportunity in Key West, especially if you've come from different cities with different things that are working really well, like WeWork or co-working spaces. If we open a co-working space down here, I think it would crush it because there's a lot of business owners and a lot of business people that don't want to work out of their house or out of the restaurant or out of the bed and breakfast. And it'd be nice to go to a place where rent is monthly and there's opportunities to network and there's conferences and stuff could be done. So, you know, that's just a little tip for me. Anybody thinking and want to do that. Maybe we'll have a conversation later. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, that's one thing that I really fell in love with Key West. Is it's like a very small island with a lot of talented people. Yes. In one area. Yeah. That's why I started this podcast because people need to know and they're here. And the people I've interviewed so far, it's just amazing the risk that they've taken and how successful they've become so far. Yeah. Um, and again, at a very young age, I, I had one eyebrow up and I was like, this place is special. Yeah. And, uh, and I've seen it through the years change you know in, mm -hmm. in better directions and worse directions and you know different directions but it's always changing and everybody adapts and it's it's positive and i knew it when i was 12 years old at some point in my life i'd want to live here yeah so my goal is to retire down here so i'm trying to plant some seeds i i have a, a sneaky suspicion retire means just working out of this location for you yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think retire is like sitting at this pool and doing nothing all day. <laughs> right, yeah. right. although that wouldn't be such a bad thing either. <laughs> right but i hear you yeah. you do that for a couple of months and then you'd right. be you find yourself wandering into new uh, hotels that are for sale right right, right right so um getting back to the artist house so I brought them in, we purchased it together, and they actually run it. They have staff, they have maintenance, they yeah. have general managers, they have... They have multiple staff from multiple, their other locations, yeah, exactly. so if they need to borrow... So I thought it was a brilliant idea for me, brilliant idea for them, because it was something that they could invest in, that they didn't have the opportunity to unless I brought it to them. Right. And I really couldn't do without them as well, so of it was course. a perfect partnership. Um, that was running for a few months, and then they contacted me and said, hey, you know, we're in the process of 
uh, purchasing another hotel if you're interested. And they sent me the specs and they said, look, this is the deal. What do you think? And so I invested, I believe it was like 20% of, of, uh, of that one, which was Coco Plum, uh-huh. which is, um, close to Mallory Square. Right. right. 611 Whitehead Street. Right. Right. Uh, what two houses down from yeah. Green Parrot. Yeah. Which is a great location. A- incredible location. And we're doing very, very well there because it was operated by a mother and a son. Mm. And from what I, what we heard, they wouldn't rent a rooms until they were clean mm. so they only had like one cleaning lady and she just didn't get to it so they just didn't rent it oh my god so it was a you know a very underachieve achieving yeah uh, right their property. numbers were way off way off <laughs> so now we got the numbers to where they are and yeah. we're seeing you know great success with that yeah. um and then not too long after that we we purchased uh qs b&b which is on william street mm-hmm. and i was really interested in that one because they already own the island city house right and it's right next door kind of like the backyards touch so we're putting a gate and there are people who stay at key west b&b can use the facilities which is beautiful grounds i don't know if you've been back there yeah beautiful pool um beautiful koi pond and and nice garden so um you kind of get the best of both worlds it's almost like buying a portion of that as well um but our relationship is really really good we speak uh yeah, once every month. Mm-hmm. They send Do you visit the properties yourself sometimes, or I have. I don't. I don't go there. Yeah, go you don't there need to, to because yeah, they're, they're on. They're on their game. That it's it's definitely what I'm hearing is the partnership aspect of this is really what help you um, make this even more of, of of a positive investment because you probably could have gone it yourself. But the problem with doing that sometimes is it's a lot of baptism by fire. It's a learning by mistakes. Um, but you had a team that already was in place that right. was already successful doing this right. huge staff in multiple locations. Exactly. And it was really just coming in, understanding that they clearly knew you as a smart businessman. You knew that they know what they were doing. So, you know, that was a stroke of luck that you guys did that together. Yes, definitely. And I had experienced doing construction in Key West and it's not very pleasant. No. No, I'm uh, dealing with it now. And yeah, it's, it's not. It's, uh, even if you're not in the business, and I'm in the business, so it makes it even worse. Right. But um, it's you hire someone, you agree to a price, and then you want them to show up, and they don't show up. Right. Or they show up on a random Wednesday at 2 o'clock right. to start. Guys, what happened to Monday? Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Or what happened this- to just letting me know that you weren't <laughs> yeah. going to come? Yeah. Or they'll just show up. like They don't show up Monday, and then they'll show up Thursday, and you're like, what happens if I wasn't going to be here Thursday? We agreed on Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very funny way to do business down here. That's why I think that if I came down here with the precision that we we developed in New York and we offer our clients, if we came down here, it would be yeah, like, we want them. Yeah. Because, yeah, you because you're like, here's our budget. We're going to stick to it. Right. Here's our timeline. We're going to stick to it. This and is like, when we'll start. Yeah. This is when we'll stop. Yeah. What, do you, what else do you need? Like updated emails yeah especially when you're doing it remotely like really relying on someone to 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 communicate yeah and uh i would come down here periodically every every two months i would actually it was like every month i was coming down to check on the project and every single time i came i was like more displeased and more displeased about what was going on um um i i I located a really great contractor was probably uh you know one of the top contractors here through my attorney because it was you know i had some issues with building department once he came aboard it was a definitely a different uh experience it right was, it was uh, n- not to you know a new york standard mm-hmm. but it was definitely a uh, bigger uh, and better experience. yeah you know here's the thing it's and, and you can't 
you can't knock anybody, even in Key West or anything, in any business they're doing. Most of the time, and the reason why the failure rate after one year of a small business is like 70% is because you just learning. It's like being a parent. Who'd you learn from? I learned from my parents. Exactly. Well, maybe they were like crazy. Who would they learn from? The grandparents in the old right. country. Right. So with the business, you're like, if you don't have a mentor, you're just going off either a business book or you're going on a couple of people you're interested in and knowing what they do. Um, and then you're just learning as you go along because that's always a story. Oh, the first five years this or the first three years out or they go out of business. If you're lucky enough to find a mentor in that group who is super successful, it is uh, dynamic learning. So what you accomplish in one year, if you didn't have them, you'd accomplish in five years, maybe. So true. Yeah. And then, and then it's the dynamic of when the business grows because you may be running a business for five years with five people and now you have 20 people. It's totally different. Right. Now you have 50 people. It's totally different. Like if everybody has this, this strive for a million dollars a year, they don't realize that the, the bottom 1% of that, you know, the 1% of financially wealthy people in the United States, that bottom of that is 400,000. So like this magical million dollar number, you don't realize how difficult it is. Like right. very rare. Did anybody make that kind of wealth that didn't work their face off for decades yeah, to get there? That's true. And and you have to learn and navigate as things grow. Because like I said, if it's a million dollar business, it's run one way. What about a 10 million? What about a hundred? They're just totally different beasts. So you have to understand that. And some people down here um, in the contractor world maybe just worked for someone as a handyman first. And got their contractor license and they're kind of doing things the way they were taught instead of understanding on how to run a business first. Right. And that's where your experience comes into play that you know how to run a business. So in running a business and tying that to the contracting and, and being able to have foresight to, well, these are some of the things we could expect when it comes to permitting, when it comes to staff, when it comes to time of year, hurricane, all these things. That's like a formula, a scientific formula. It's like baking a cake the right way. I agree. And, you know, I, I think that also coming from New York and working in the city, there's so many shrewd businessmen and so many rich people who hire you. They don't take no for an answer. They yeah. don't, they don't accept when you don't show up. So we've developed such a good rapport and such a good tr track record. And, and we, we, we're like a very well oiled machine. So right. So many years of doing that and you come down here, I feel like I could, it, it wouldn't have to be construction to be any business. Yeah. It's play and play for you. That I applied myself at the same standards that I do where yeah. I am. I think that I would be successful. For sure. Um, and pride and which I think a lot of people do. I love that also. A lot of people have pride and like you go to breakfast and they have a, a different flavor bread, homemade baked bread. You know, they don't have to do that and yeah. they'd still get the customers, but right. they go the extra mile to, uh, show creativity and, and, and explore there. Yeah, because the competition is so strong yeah. that it's like if you screw up once, they can get rid of you and get the 10 other people waiting in line yeah. that may be almost just as good as you. And right. that's because the talent is so strong you right. know, there that right. I agree. So um, come on down and, and, <laughs> and, and help help tweak some things down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's my goal. I have a young, my youngest daughter is eight years old. Mm -hmm. So when she goes to college, is probably going to be my uh, transition my shift. Yeah, right. 
And then, um, are you, I mean, I know it's, it's forecasting, but are you thinking of keeping your eye out for other projects down here or is that something always in the work right now? Not, not then, you know, you go through your year cash flow wise with right. your business and sometimes you're, you know, you're cash poor mm-hmm. or sometimes you're, you know, your business is, is, is doing very well as far as cash is concerned. But I look every single day, right? Every single day I'm online on my phone throughout my day. I have alerts set up. I have, uh, contacts with brokers. Right. Something comes up in my wheelhouse. I'll either get an alert or a phone call or I'll find it myself. Whether I, uh, Executed or not is another story, mm-hmm. but I, I love to know what's going on. Right. I love you have your pulse on the field of what real estate's doing. Yeah, real estate, and um, you know, I'm always looking for hotels or motels or um, bed and breakfasts. And um, will I jump? There's a few that are available right now. Mm-hmm. I feel they're super high. Yeah, I've seen a couple, and they are pretty high. And then what happens is you compare it to your deal. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, either I got the best deal on the island, right, or they're way off. Yeah, so. You know, you, you kind of stick and move and you dance and all of a sudden that's the right partner and you just jump in and, and you do it and hopefully the timing's right with your cash flow. And, right. Sounds you know, like cash flow and instinct is cash flow and instinct. Yeah. Instinct is always, always first, yeah. I think. Um, cash flow, you can always find cash. You right. should bring in more partners. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no real timing to it. I, I, you gotta love it. And, yeah. I, and I love that. That's one part of it I love is the, the, the chase and yeah. the find and, you know, where you can bring it. And then watch it grow. Hmm. You know that that's the best thing. So there'll definitely there'll will be definitely more projects and properties that will acquire by the time I get down here. Nice, nice. That's exciting. Well, um, tell me tell me what you've seen from the growth of business, the change of business on the island because you have been coming here for so many years now. I'm not suggesting you're old or anything, but when you were a young lad, you came down <laughs> right. here, and now you're still coming um, as an adult and a businessman. What have you seen business-wise change? Uh, definitely, it, everything's more efficient. Mm-hmm. And I think the, obviously the internet and technology helped that along. Right. Um, I was sad to see one of the big things for me uh, growing up. I, Fastbuck Freddy's was. Mm-hmm. I would go in there all the time as a as a kid as an adult. Even if you bought anything you didn't, it was just like such a unique blend of goods that they sold and the way they designed the store. Were you ever? No, I never saw you it. You never saw it. So it was a, where the CVS is on Fleming across uh-huh. from, uh, what is that, uh, Banana Republic, I think? Yeah. Yeah, right in the corner there, right Fleming and Duval? Corner. Correct. Yeah. And it, it was like a really high-end department store, mm-hmm. but with funky clothing and you know they would do like a new year's eve window right and they would dress the mannequins in really like out there clothes mm-hmm. and, um so it was really unique really cool they sold furniture they sold wow makeup anything you can think of bathing suits flip-flops yeah you know really cool artwork right um i think there was even a spot where they sold like chocolates if i'm not mistaken wow but it was really cool and it was sad to see that go that was a uh, something I felt was a staple in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and another CVS moved in. So that was a little bit, right. You know, we do you need another one of those. Yeah, We don't need another. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, I've seen, I've seen much more opportunity, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, people utilizing the internet more, as you mentioned before, right. the social media is kicking in. Yeah. Everybody's getting used to it. Um, took a while, but, you know, it happens, but it, I think the business is, is on an upward. I also saw that this used to be like a nine month vacation spot. Mm-hmm. Now it's 12 months. Right. 
uh, vacation destination, um, which also I think might be attributed to social media in, in a way more people are out. I see commercials in New York about Key West. Yeah, I mean, right Florida now. itself is growing astronomical pace because of taxes and everything like right. that and, and, and the fact that a remote business because of the internet and everything is so much better. I mean, remember this, you know, the, at 15 years ago, there was like, no iPhone and none of this stuff, no right. social media. I mean, it's really like a bleep in time. Yeah. Um, so you can, like you maybe uh, 50 years ago wouldn't be able to do what you're doing now. Work in New York, come down here, work, right? Because what, what are you going to get? Fa- you know, faxes going on. So like now yeah. with technology being advanced and the fact that it's paradise down here, I think um, there is more of an influx of full-time people. I mean, even if you, even if you compare it to Miami, I, I don't really think I could do what I do here in Miami. I, right. It's just a different model. Yeah. Different people, different sure. expectations. Everybody's worried about what they're wearing and yeah. what Lamborghini they're pulling yeah. into the hotel with. Yeah. So you much know, FOMO over there. Yeah. It's here crazy. you can, you know, I tell everybody, I said, you could walk by someone on a bicycle with long hair, sunglasses, a ball hat, ball cap and flip flops and you could be the richest guy on the island. Yeah. No one would know. Right. Which is super cool. Yeah. Um, no one's flashy. No one cares. I think, I think that is the appeal to, to wealthy people that come here that have beautiful houses in, in old town and stuff like that and, and are snowbirds is, if if you're all about flash, you you want to go to Miami over right. here. So I think that's good because it keeps that those characters out. Right. But even if some of those characters do come down here, they like put on the flip flops, they take yeah. the t shirt off, and they're like, "Wow, I could just be myself right. and not really care about what I'm driving or any of this crap." Yeah. That I think they like that. It's appealing even to that type of person i agree i agree it, and and that's where the vibe comes in so yeah, it's islandy like, it yeah. is islandy but we're in america like land on we can drive back to the mainland which is great it's pretty funny that you say that so you know everybody used to say to my dad like why won't you go to italy why won't you go you know to the caribbean yeah and he would say key west is the caribbean and it's in the United States. Yeah. And there's no need for me to go anywhere else. Exactly. That would, he, would, yeah. he would always say that. It's, 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 and it's so true because it wasn't like he was a fugitive or anything. He was right. like, what? Well, it's nice to get in your car and go to Miami and now we could take the ferry over to Naples in that right. area. It's like great at international airport, right? Like I go, I flew right to LaGuardia, direct to LaGuardia. Yeah. So it's do great. We, yeah. We just did that. I couldn't believe Saturday. that. It yeah. was great. I, they don't do back. No, I know. What is it's that? It's weird. <laughs> yeah. But they go direct there, yeah, which yeah. is great. So. Yeah. Um, listen, it was great talking to you about business. I, yes. I learned a lot. Of, hopefully, people uh, here learn a lot. Um, how could people get in touch with you? Um, you can email me. Um, it's rich, R-I-C-H, Pesci, P-E-S-C-E at gmail.com. Okay. And I can contact you back. Um, social media? Social media is uh, at the Merrick Construction Group. Dot, uh, at the Merrick Construction right. Group. Right, on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram. And, um, yeah, so you guys want to reach out no problem yeah i'll put all that stuff in the show notes yeah. i'll put the um, web addresses for all the the inns and the bed and breakfast so people yeah, can find you, you um for sure and um, before we go i always end with some of the personal questions which sure. never are that personal but they're always fun stuff like what is your favorite event to attend down here um well it used to be um of course uh um well, I'm thinking as I, as yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm changing it. We, we used to go to um, Sloppy Joe's when they dropped the conch shell. I don't uh-huh. know if you've ever seen that. No, I never saw it, so but my, I heard of it. My 13-year-old daughter was, uh, I want to say, three months old. Mm-hmm. We were down here, and uh, it was like 
there's no cars and it's packed and it's yeah. like kind of like Times Square-ish. Yeah, yeah. And on top of Sloppy Joe's, they drop a conch shell. Right. And I remember I was with a bunch of friends and, you know, I had my daughter and she's three months. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's good parenting or not, but she's on Duval Street. Great parenting. Wanted, yeah, great, great parenting. parenting. Come on. <laughs> so, like, uh, it was like, pretty you know a lot of crowds like like kind of keeping people away from yeah. like coming near the right. baby you know right you get and, the guard up <laughs> yeah no one know like why would you have a baby here but like, right. whatever it's like us so you can do it um so that that was really uh a fun event to go to um and you're course, like i'm not in time that's for new year's eve right right new right year's so you, eve. yeah so you're like then you're th- thinking in your head remembering being in Times square watching the ball drop right. and be like where do I go to pee? It's, right. fr- it's freezing Stop. here. Exactly. I can't go exactly. anywhere. Ten dollar water over exactly. there in the corner. But now you're like, it must be surreal. You're holding the baby, yeah. and you're like in Key West, yeah. and you're like, you know, life so is good. Cool. Um, and Fantasy Fest is always fun, but we have small kids, so it's not really for small kids. So yeah. we we don't really attend. It's also a hard time because the kids are in school to get away. Yeah. Um, but that's always fun. Um, but we periodically come down and we just hit like Lobster Fest. And, yeah. You know. A lot of cool stuff. Boat right. race. My dad used to come to the boat races religiously. Wow, oh, that was pretty cool. So there's a lot of lot of events. We 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 don't really come down for events. We just come down to to be know, here, unwind, yeah. and be here. And, and if it happens to be an event going on, which yeah. usually October first, they're like every weekend. Right, right. You're like, hey, I like this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'm gonna check out the. Uh, I mean, of course, for New Year's Eve, I'll be there for this, and just to go watch the you know the conch drop is, cool. is pretty cool. Um, what about favorite restaurant? Oh, wow. That's tough. Um, Blue Heaven is a great, great find for us. You know, it's breakfast. Right. Uh, they also do lunch, I believe, and yeah. dinner, but we've only eaten breakfast there and we have a great time whenever we go. Yeah. It's, the only it's so place. Key West. It's yeah. like, you just it's have like to live go. music at 10 in yeah. the morning. Yep. You walk Roosters out of there. Roosters everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You walk out of there after three goose hounds and, yeah. you know, you're already feeling good. Yeah. Um, They've got that banyan tree there where yeah. it's like beautiful. And yeah. Uh, Louis backyard is always a favorite. We yeah. always, we go, uh, I think they're renovating right now, but every trip we, we always end our last night. We eat at, at, at Louis. Um, a and B lobster house is always a, one I'm telling you, we, it is, it is so it's, touristy, yeah. but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, all those restaurants in that little area, you know, you come for fish and yeah. shrimp and all that. They're just, I'm telling you, you gotta yeah. go. Yeah. And what about for like a happy hour? I know I know Louis Backyard is always a top for happy hour. Right. Yeah, that's how I go to Louis Backyard. Um where else happy hour? Um I think we did it Lati Da. We did a there's a n- nice little happy hour nice. there. I like Lati Da. Yeah. Food's yeah. good there too. Yeah. Like lunch yeah. is really good and the yeah. atmosphere is cool and the whole story I found out about where the name came from. Yeah. Like I guess there's that little balcony where they do shows up there and right. someone was like I don't know, peering out and looking some something to do with Cuba. You know, I'm sure people will write in about that, but it's interesting that the history on, on the name and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about, um, place to watch music if you're going to go out? Well, green parrots, the first yeah, thing that pops it. into everybody's mind. Um, also, uh, hogs breath. Yeah. They always have great bands there. Yeah, yeah. My friend Matt manages the place nice. from New Jersey. Um, and, uh, live music. I think that's uh yeah those are those are those are pretty yeah. pretty good ones there um all right so the last question always is is a, a tip of the day now it could be like favorite book favorite audio book new technology new shoes uh i don't know new drink it could be anything i would say my tip of the day would be to really seriously think about coming down to key west and either spending time or investing 
Mm. That's my tip of the day. And I think if you ask me that every day, I'll give you the same tip. <laughs> nice. That's just my thing. Well, listen, Rich, it was great talking to you. Um, I learned a lot. There's, I'm sure, a thousand more things I'd like to ask you, which I'll do off podcast. But um, it was a real pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for having me. There you go. Hi, everyone. One last thing before you go. If you can, please leave a comment and rate the podcast in any of the apps that you listen to us in. It'll mean the world to us. That's it. Have a great day.